0: Object Worship is brought to you by Old Blood Noise Endeavors. Old Blood Noise Endeavors' latest pedal is called BL-52, and it is not a joke pedal, folks. BL-52 is a phase repeater, which is a real genre of pedal that sounds more like a wishy-washy delay than a phaser, okay? The magic of BL-52 is in its clock slider, which changes literally everything about the pedal. LFO rate, delay time, and overall sound quality all change together when you move that dang thing increase the feedback to drift away, and then set mix and volume to taste. It is available right now for only $179 from oldbloodnoise.com and fine retails worldwide. Go grab one.
1: Where we talk about how the tangible helps us create the intangible. You got me. <laughs> I'm your host Stan Pihacik. I'm a I'm a circuit designer and uh, and uh, code writer at Old Blood Noise. So I make pedals by day and enjoy them by night. I'm joined today by your host Andy Ockling. Uh, he's he's just he does pedals all the time. You know. I wish he's I had my amazing. sunglasses on right now. He's just a he's just a pedal player. Let me tell you what. And. Um, Yeah, we're going to get into it. Andy, how's
0: it going? (laughs) Good, how are you? You like that? You like that That intro? This is the Matrix. Dude, I had... Hold on, wait. I had a whole soundboard and it's gone now. Can I close that tab? Dude, that sucks. What's funny is it, it made me laugh,
1: but I didn't like... I couldn't place it exactly, you know? So I was just like... He'll explain it.
2: That song is called Club to Death, and
1: it was in the movie The
0: Matrix. Club to Death. Uh, it was
2: also in some really great skate videos. Skate videos, um, yeah. Andy Andy Pitcher will probably know which videos I'm talking he'll, about.
0: He'll know everything about it. He'll know about Rob Dugan and how he, like, released this song and then, like, freaking fucked off. Like, he never did anything else, really, after this, I think. <laughs> which, like, respect, you know? Solid. Um, yeah, so that that's... Yeah. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> I was just excited. We're talking about the Matrix, and I could do that. I could do. I could do that. So, but I, I, I had a Matrix soundboard, and I don't know. Okay, Voicey was the website. Get I'm getting it. back logged in. Getting it, getting it back together. Yeah. Um. Hey this Dan. Is also,
1: uh, this is always the the I'm gonna say loosiest, goosiest part of the podcast because I guys yeah. always reach this point, and I'm like, oh, and this is when Andy and I talk about um, uh, our weeks, the, what we, uh, did we, you know, causes me to reflect and it's like, yeah, what, what, ha- what's happened he, since we last recorded? I guess we, he, I guess we last recorded on BL 52 release day, but that was yeah like five days ago. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here's one thing I've been, I've been working on something, uh, since the last time and now I know Kung Fu. So... <laughs> I'm just gonna if you can't tell, I'm gonna try to try to just put these in here, you know? Like I like this. I like seeing you back on the soundboard. I, I
1: feel like we we haven't been here in the uh, I know. But this one I was like
0: you gotta you gotta have, you gotta, have a soundboard yeah, for this. We've got,
1: we've got our first academic on, so we better have a I know, soundboard full of clips from the matrix to uh, <laughs> <laughs> really.
0: Yeah, I really this one will be perfect, I think. This This isn't the Matrix? No. No, this is no. a matrix no no no, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: let's dive in let's not
1: dive uh, in dive in but let's hear let's hear a voicemail let's just, let's yeah, get let's, into let's whoa. just
0: get what the this has listeners been crazy. Thinking about let's do something a little more chill 6, 3, 3, 4, 6, 4, oh. all right so we've got two voicemails. One's a real quick one that we can talk about, and then one of them is uh, an update we're all going to want to hear uh, from our buddy Clint about his father-in-law. So people are waiting with bated breath for that one. But uh, we're we're recording this right before Thanksgiving. Uh, it'll be out uh, when it's uh, gone and done and whatever. But we're gonna we can uh, answer this question anyway. Ready?
3: Object worship. Got one question: Brown gravy or white gravy? Decide. Have a good day. Bye.
0: I'm gonna say brown gravy. I think white gravy is a little freaky. I think I think a white gravy on a on a
1: biscuits and gravy situation, it, like a like a white sausage gravy kind of kind of thing, is, okay. is a real Is a real joy. But yeah, it's not but, gonna be as versatile as like a brown gravy, you know. Yeah, if you're gravy. just I mean, if you're talking Thanksgiving, it's like that's that's brown gravy all the way. Well, but
0: if you just say brown gravy or white gravy, like that's all he's given us here for the question. I'm gonna say brown gravy all day. Even though I might agree with your little caveat out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: I think that's what I'm struggling with is like I haven't had biscuits yeah. and gravy in a while, but I'm also excited to I I'm I've become the gravy guy on Thanksgiving. Like for whatever Why? reason, the last few Thanksgivings I've just been the one making the gravy, so I'm like, I've got that attachment to brown gravy. But basically, I I didn't realize my feelings on gravy were complicated uh, until this moment. Until this uh, moment. And I was like, oh, I can't, you can't just choose white or brown gravy.
0: (laughs) But you make a, I assume you make a brown one then
1: for Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. No, it's, yeah, like white gravy is like, I'm thinking that's, that's for biscuits and gravy and no other, no other time. Uh, Yeah. So so for that, you got to go brown gravy. It's like, okay, well, do you want, you know, do you want your pedal board to have an effect that you're going to use the whole set, or just for that one song? And I got to get the one that
0: works uh, through the yeah, whole white, set first. You know? White gravy is kind of—it's kind of like the the rainbow machine of gravy. <laughs> like, yeah, it's cool for that one meal, you know. But you're not going to need it for everything.
2: <laughs> Speak for yourself, Andy. Okay, okay.
1: It's funny because I, I think back to. Uh, coffee and Riffs the the day we met, and you using the Rainbow Machine in really like musical kind of accessible ways. Well, yeah, because that it, like it made me think, oh, this isn't like a stunt pedal, you know? It's a yeah. It's a, well, you that's use that's because
0: a lot. R- right before that, Earthquaker had sent me one. Well, they they had they had been like, oh, you want something? I was like, let me send me the Rainbow Machine. I was like, give me a challenge. Like, let me. Because I heard it and you just hear that like woo, 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 that crazy rainbow sound. You're like, well, yeah. wh- whatever. But literally that pedal was like, I, I just want to figure this one out. And then that was like right before I came to do Coffee and Riffs. So I was like practiced up on the readmo oh, yeah, when I got there. So it was like yeah. a
1: fresh a fresh thing that you had learned for, for yeah. that purpose.
0: But I do want to hear uh, our guest's opinion on gravy. Like I don't want to move on without yeah. hearing that. So I'm
2: going to... Like, full confession, the question, like, if it just hangs there, brown gravy or white gravy as a question, yeah, makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> just <laughs> the question is up, yeah,
0: <laughs> without the context, you yeah, know, yeah, without yeah, the sure. context
2: of Thanksgiving. Like, are I'm- we bathing in
0: it? Like, what are we doing?
2: I don't know what the circumstances are and I'm going to hesitate before I answer because <laughs> I of think that. that's smart.
1: Yeah. Um, so you're picturing like it's like kind of man on the street interview and somebody's like white gravy or brown gravy and you're like well Yeah, like someone just like, rolls a little, up to uh, yes. you, yeah.
2: like pushes you against the wall like as you and just is like, like just asks you dude, and I'm like, like well I kind of want to know what's going on here. <laughs> uh, like, what is your name? Can I get more
1: details it? about the gravy situation? <laughs> yeah.
2: However, in the context of Thanksgiving, I would have yeah. to say, I think I lean towards the brown gravy as well. Um, I think maybe in most cases. Yeah. The fact that it's it covers more ground than um, than the white sauce. Yeah, society. I feel I feel similar.
0: I'm good. Is agree. there is there a regional element to this? was like, is there a part of the country where like white white gravy is like where it's at? Yeah.
2: That's, I
1: don't know oh, if you were just looking path. like I have no idea at all.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, yeah,
2: I'm a musicologist. I'm not a, not a, I'm not a cultural You're geographer. not a, a <laughs>
0: graviologist. I don't know. <laughs> not yet, okay. anyway. So, so we're brown gravy. We're at yes, yes, yes for brown uh, yep. gravy. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, that was, that was great. So now we, so when I put out the call for the voicemail, I was like, hey, we're talking about Matrix Mixers. Also, and I said, Clint, I was like, we still need to hear about the father-in-law story. So he, uh, he obliged, and he gave us uh, a long voicemail that I do think is worth uh, listening to. And uh, I was thinking it would be good to provide a little bit of a soundtrack um, also <laughs> like this. So here we go. Clint, McDuffie, everybody.
3: All right. As requested. This is what it was like meeting my father-in-law for the first time. And it was the first date with my wife that I love very much. She's kind of mean to me, but she, I love her. Um, <laughs> She's kind I of mean to, me. I, I, to be, I'm, I think I'm the nice one. In the is family. everyone mean to Clint? I don't know. Um, I pull up, you know, I pick her up. We got to eat, take care this Christmas thing. I come back, you know, I drop her off, I go and, uh, I met her mom before never met her dad. Her dad walk in I'm not trying to get too much information but just add pretty much what it, what what's going on. I walk in, he's in wide totties Wide totties Yeah. And um uh I don't even think he was paying attention what he was wearing, like how he was wearing it, but like a little bit tighter than what a wide toddy should be. Comes up And I didn't know he's like behind the door. I think he was behind the door. I think this is the time when it happened. Yeah. Door shut. He grabs my butt. And (laughs) I felt very uncomfortable. And I was (laughs) like, what did I get myself into? And I remember, um, being so like, uh, about it that I think Uh, me and uh, Christina, my wife, stopped talking for a little bit. And like a week later, I got my wisdom teeth taken out and I was, on, you know, on the medicine and all that <laughs> you kind know, of, you have that high, loopy medicine. And you know, when you get high after. To... And I want yeah. to try, you know, want to die again. And thank God for wisdom teeth um, removal and the drugs with that because I had no recollection of that and figured out like, the next day that we were uh, going on a date. So yeah, um, that was how the first, um, first time meeting my father-in-law, and uh, not much of changed since. He, he, he wears clothes. <laughs> he wears but clothes. Yeah, yeah, that's how it was. Oh, and he was watching, <laughs> I think wrestling <laughs> in his wife's <laughs> body, <laughs> and drinking a um, uh, a natty lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh that's yeah. How it was. <laughs> that's it. Okay, so it sounds
1: like he was just ready to wrestle when Clint shut up. You know, he's in he's in the underwear. He's watching the <sighs> wrestling. He's grabbing his butt, and he's probably well, thinking, "Like, I've why heard... isn't this kid grappling?"
0: I know, <laughs> and I've heard stories of people like, "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna have him be cleaning my shotgun when my you know when my daughter's uh, date comes in." You know? but this is like, no. <laughs> Let's see, what the we've got two short or two tight whitey tidies. Uh we have uh wrestling, we have um what what were the other details? There was something else. He's drinking but a natty light. He grabbed his butt. He was grabbed he his was butt. maybe behind the door. Uh maybe think behind was... the door, but also watching wrestling. Um and something I think just
1: pure chaos. Like it's not a it's not a threat so much as just
0: uh, an energy. Yeah. Just like let let's see what this guy's made of. How's he gonna react to this? But also, it's it's we gotta think about how his father-in-law called this show and said, "You guys need to hear this story <laughs> about when I was. I didn't have pants on and I and I, <laughs> I made Clint feel so strange. Uh, so, really love that. If man, if Clint's father-in-law could call in again. And maybe give, if we could just kind of get this going. Like in every other week kind of situation. Every other week we could get like Clint and then his father in law. Um, I think that would be pretty cool. I think that would be great. I and think so.
1: I think that's what the podcast has needed. I think we're at episode 13 and we're finally getting a sense of like Clint's father in law. That's that it needs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. We're figuring it out. Yeah. So that was awesome. Thank you, Clint, for that. Um, yes, thank sure you. When he got that notification, he's like, oh God. <laughs> okay, um, but thank you for obliging, Clint. Yeah, appreciate the
1: the voicemail levers. Um, yeah, yeah, give us a call. Drop yeah, us. a Yeah, tell line. us whatever. Uh, yeah. Join join the join the Discord because Andy will give you a hint when when we're about to record. He's gonna say, "Call us on the Hog Line." Maybe maybe say something about this, and you know, in this case, you you were like Matrix mixers, and we got gravy and Clint's father in law story, which I guess you we, for we that got as some well, other but, stuff too. But I did you know, I chose you know. Those were the you, chosen ones. You chose them. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's get into that matrix. Let's do the thing, real though. thing. Let's, now, let's, yeah. okay. I guess let's make a podcast. So Fine. we're joined today by Kai Carson West. who is a uh, musicology the student at uh, <laughs> University of <laughs> Michigan. And, uh, he's our, he's our first academic and we're very stoked for a different lens on uh, yeah object interaction, let's say. And, uh,
2: Finally,
0: yeah.
1: a nerd on
2: here. We haven't Finally. had any nerds on here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's one thing it needed it's more nerds. For more sure. nerds. The yeah. fact that
1: I got so excited for like a different lens of nerdery, I was like,
2: oh, we haven't had
0: this type on. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This world is that's all there is, is different types of nerd ner- yeah, it's nerdery, all just you know, facets of the same nerdy so.
1: diamond. Yeah.
2: yeah, welcome, Kai. Glad to, Glad Hello. to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm proud to be probably the least cool guest that you've ever don't, had on the uh, on the show. No, 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 no. Uh, but hopefully, yeah, we'll have some interesting conversations about it. So, you know um, some musicologists. Um, there is a sort of subsect of musicologists, uh, musicology being like a study of music in a broadly academic sense, like um, music history, or you know, people who do. Um, ethnomusicology uh, or studies of specific music cultures in the present.
0: So would you um, say what you study is like answer to the question, uh, what's the s- deal with music?
2: <laughs> Basically, yeah, that's <laughs> that, actually yes. Um, that would what's be the, the best way deal with dis- that stuff. That would be the best way of describing it. Uh, and then, in my <laughs> case my my case, it's uh well, what's the deal with musical instruments so i'm um <clears throat> my I specialize in, in musical instrument studies and popular music, and um I want to clue everybody into a music musicology subfield that is like one of the sort of nerdiest ones you can do, which is called organology. Organology, that, yeah, organology, and that is okay. this, that is the sort of academic and scientific study of musical instruments. So, why it's organ? This, you know what? I I <laughs> told myself I was going to look that up in case you asked in advance of this podcast,
0: and I didn't like it, do it. It maybe was, was
1: was it based around just organs at first and then they were like maybe we should look at other musical instruments. <laughs>
0: Honestly, <laughs> they're like we found one instrument. We haven't found any more yet. And yeah, then they're like, that's "Oh, that's what it shoot. is." <laughs> it was, we already named it though. <laughs>
2: oh, what is it you know, What is that a trumpet? What is that a <laughs> yeah. lute? Oh, we can't
0: name it luteology. Oh, damn. It does it
2: does relate to the the organ does play a role in that in that etymology, but um anyway, like the study of the, the academic study of musical instruments is interesting because You know, we use that as the lens of how we look at music and culture and music history. So, um, you know, we do histories of specific musical instruments or in my case, um, I'm my sort of uh, research subject for the dissertation slash book I'm writing is um, contemporary electric guitar culture or electric guitar culture in the 21st century, basically. Um, And that involves looking at lots of different aspects of um, what it's like to be an electric guitarist or to work in the industry or how the culture sort of exists as it is today. Um, Is this like post-grad stuff? Are you... This is um doctoral so PhD okay, okay. yeah so I'm getting a am getting a PhD um I'm in my 7th year right now they usually take around that amount oh of time gosh. to complete um to complete a, a PhD in a humanities field so I'm writing writing about the electric guitar right now but that has included uh the people who will recognize my name will be potentially people who I've reached out to interview you know cuz I've written quite a bit about pedals and pedal culture cuz that's where my sort of obsession yeah. outside of academia is um and so i've made it my obsession inside of academia as well
0: so what um, was sorry i just keep wanting to go back a little bit but like what what were your studies before this because i assume this is like oh this is you keying in on something but like what were the broader things leading up to it
2: um do you mean like in the course of the phd or the or things like, the, that, ac- like, like le- what was your
0: undergrad versus your master's like, oh i wow, see yeah. what are you doing
2: um so I actually I have sort of a weird trajectory. I grew up playing guitars um, and sort of playing in different sort of popular music type related um, worlds. And then I went to school for classical music. I was actually a, a classical double bass player. So I went to a music
0: conservatory. And I'm imagining like, a guy who's like, "Oh, damn, you play you play the drums, dude? <laughs> like, oh, you play?" <laughs> just being sorry, that's just funny to me. Like, oh, sick, dude! I play the drums as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I was like, I was playing in orchestras and stuff and I did that in like master for, for undergrad and masters and then professionally. And then I got to a point where that, that life was not good for me. Uh, and I, I wound up changing directions and I, I sort of returned to guitar playing in a lot of ways. I was doing it just, um, just sort of for fun. And I started to do this musicology PhD sort of shifting into Music history, which is sort of something I was always interested in, and um, specifically with musical instruments, um, nerding out about gear and stuff. Because basically, I can tell you from, you know, as you both know, every instrument culture or every instrument has its own gearheads. Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah, a yeah. thing that is sort of present across all sorts of different instruments. It's like the um, flooding
0: myth, you know? You got the flood and then you've got people talking gear. Those are like the two things that happen <laughs> in any ancient history.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Um,
2: so, yeah, I, I, so I wound up sort of finding musicology as a thing that I was interested in sort of learning about. And then, you know, teaching, t- teaching courses on music and, and popular music. And I started to just get deeper and deeper into the guitar world. And that led to uh, me seeing Andy Offling's uh, Twitch streams with the massive pedal board (laughs) with two Matrix mixers on it. And now, you know, here I am. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I love yep. how quickly I was yeah. just thinking like, oh, we uh, usually start with the object and move outwards. So at some point, maybe I'll suggest like, oh, we've like, been hinting zoom ahead. Ahead. at it. And then you and then you got you got right there. You just you really nailed it. So yeah. I think Perfect. Wow. I think uh, I'm going to ask the question is if we don't already know and haven't read the episode title, what object did you bring? What in the today? heck?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I brought in I, I brought in the uh, Pladosk Electrisk uh, Matrice um, Parallel Matrix Mixer that uh that I first learned about from you Andy um yeah. I first saw I first saw it on on your Twitch streams and I thought what the hell is that That doesn't look like yeah. anything that I've ever seen before uh, it doesn't look fun board. even it's not even a
0: fun looking object but, no, but it's, before it's, we go too much further I just I have to do a quick shout out because the reason I have them is because of a very wonderful supporter of mine named Ken uh people will know him he's a legend hi Ken uh uh he he was the one on my twitch chat because i believe at the time i had upgraded from the uh signal blender old blood to the tri-parallel mixer from electro harmonics and you know i mean we can talk about why the, the features of that versus signal blender versus matrix mixer but you know talking on stream and be like man i wish I, I, I it can do this which is cool but i wish i could do this and then ken was always being like i've oh, got a matrix mixer and i'm like what are you talking about dude um And then he was like, I'm just going to send you one, which is like ridiculous. Uh, But he did. And then once once I got it, I was like, oh, I get it. I really get it. So, (laughs) yeah. So now that's the little bit of backstory there.
2: I didn't realize that he I'm obviously familiar with Ken and Ken, you know, and Mm -hmm. his pedal board and knowledge about pedals. Um, I wasn't aware that that he was actually the one who who initially sent you uh, sent you it. Yeah, yeah. He was the reason that I wound up. I got this. I made a cart. I had like a pedal board that had two stories, basically, like one on the bottom and that went up to the top. And yeah. he's he's this the reason that I did that actually as well because I saw I saw his his his. That's how this sort of happens, I think. Is yeah, you tend to see you know you you learn about stuff from other people's um from other people's setups, and you can't resist.
0: You Which, have to yeah. just. And I love I I love Ken because he's like. He's like, I see you asking for a thing that does this. I know this thing does it, and it's like, you seem a little anti, but I'm sending it anyway. He was, like, really adamant. <laughs> like, you need to have this. Like, I wouldn't have gotten it without him because I mean, you might want to talk about it now, but it doesn't seem that fun. It requires a lot of extra cable, and then you've got to break your brain to learn how to use it, you know? Right. Yeah, it's, it's a different mode
1: of thinking, and I think with any of those, it's like... You often have to be forced into it in a way, you know, it's, it's you, it's like you, Andy coming to us with the idea for MTET and us being like, oh, MIDI, we don't, <laughs> I don't know. We don't, we don't MIDI, but you're right. Yeah. We do expression and you could MIDI to expression. And so I guess yeah. we got to figure out how to MIDI so we can figure out how to MIDI to expression. Yeah. And it just, yeah, it's at a certain point you just need a, a friend or like heavy influence. That's like, no, seriously, just, just trust me
0: on this. Yeah, and in yeah. that
1: case, it was him actually just sending you the pedal to be literally. Like, hey, you yeah, get
0: there. I, I I trust me on this.
1: You'll eventually trust me on. this. Well, that was
0: fun too because it was all just stream feedback. Like when I got it, I was like, "All right," I started the stream up. I'm like, "Gonna start messing with." Like it wasn't like I was alone. Whatever. It's like there's there's constant feedback. Whatever. But I, I feel like someone should explain what it is, uh, yeah. before we go too much further. <laughs> exactly. For sure, Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah I'd be I'd be happy to actually go for I, it I, I made notes yeah. um, yes.
1: actually before before so we much more prepared than on, either
2: of us exactly what it is I'm just
1: curious the moment Kai when you saw oh. it and thought like I want that for this reason because we're talking about those you know yeah. the, the ways things hold on us. hold and on you actually chose to dive in so I'm curious for your your personal moment of diving in the, and then we can talk about like the yeah, the broad history and I, the I have
0: somewhere. a recording of the moment Kai uh, figured it out it's right here bingo
3: <laughs> yeah, the the, the point of which I going the,
0: understanding it.
2: It even sounds it even sounds like me. Um, and, on, and this was
0: this was this was right before he figured it out. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> so,
2: if you get killed in the Matrix, you die here too.
0: I do. Um, I have that one. I saw that one, but it's not. Um, sorry. Yeah, I don't have. That. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that's a, that's a good
2: question, and it was an inter- it was interesting for me because I was this was during um, quarantine, so I was um, sort of building a pedal board, and I was doing things more or less very straightforward in terms of kind of standard traditional pedal orders with series routing. Yep, just just one one straight through line, b- yeah. building building blocks of tone, um, and thinking about it like that, and you know trying to. Bump the mids in a particular way because I thought that was, you know, what was what was important, and um, so I and then I started to see, uh, I started to get more and more into um, some of the more experimental and um, time based pedals that have sort of been, especially in the last decade, sort of uh, flourished and um, just seem to keep pushing in different directions and uh so i was and then i came across andy's uh your twitch streams um and i saw you doing parallel stuff and i sort of didn't really understand what it was but i had more than one looper uh on my pedal board so i and i was like well i started messing around with the orders and then i was like well this is you can't do thing, you can't separate things out so i then you know i discovered the i saw you using the the tri-parallel mixer mm-hmm. and the, and the signal blender. So I got a single signal blender. I started with that. And that's oftentimes now as someone who's like, you know, too deep into it, I tell <laughs> yeah. that's what, always what I suggest that, that people start yeah, with same. because it's, it's perfect for just breaking loopers out into two, you know, separate non-communicative um, streams. Yep. And so I saw the, I saw the, the matrice, and it took like watching the stream for actually quite a while before I thought, oh, I should get. One. I'm actually going to try and find one of those. Yeah. And in part because it actually did take a while for me to find one. I um, actually uh, got a Klein bottle first. Um,
0: yeah. Which was an, which you know that's ev- more that's more akin to the tri parallel mixer, but with like yeah. a different EQ uh, move on it. I yeah, think.
2: that's that's the tri-parallel mixer with uh, variable routing capabilities as well. So it's a matrix yeah, yeah, version
0: yeah. of the tri-parallel
2: mixer um with filters. Uh, which is, you know, it's an amazing design, um, but not produced in large quantities and expensive. And um just, you know, that that that's a sort of the, the case for all of these for these different devices, including the Matrice. They're not there isn't somebody who's making them steadily where you could always just get one that at least that does the matrix stuff. Um, There are now more since like 2020, it seems like there are more sort of iterations and people are making them, but yeah, I sort of, I resisted it. And eventually I just got into more building um, soundscape layers and doing stuff with um, having basically trying to, like treat the pedal board like a recording interface where you have multiple loops and you're sort of mixing them and then summing them out to stereo or, you know, breaking them out to stereo. And I just had, and then I just, I got one and um, started doing it. Um, And I've tried most of them. um, And the matrice is the one that I keep coming back to um, for, for some reason for different reasons that maybe we can, we can kind of talk about.
0: Yeah. And to be a little more clear and specific, I guess, like the matrice itself is, uh four inputs on the right side four input jacks four output jacks on the top and 16 knobs and each that you got a knob for ever for connecting every input to every output that's why there's 16 and that's why they're set up like a matrix because you to to figure out what the hell you're doing you kind of you look at where where stuff crosses like if i want to I mean, we'll get into it, but like, if I want to be like, I want to send this sound to this channel, then I have to be like, okay, it's in here and it goes out here, so that means it's this knob, and you got to find it. And the ones on the diagonal are going to be feedbackers. That's going to send it into yourself, depending on how you have it set up. Um, so yeah, four ins, four outs, sixteen knobs, uh, four phase switches. In case you're using a device that flips your phase um, while you're in parallel, and and that's it. No foot switches. No uh, on off, you know, and, and that that's probably the first thing that people are like, you know, everything else that's on my ambient board right now uh, would work as a foot controlled device, except the matrix mixer. That is that if you're using one of those, you are deciding I am not uh, working on the floor or with my feet anymore. Right. Like that That's one of the things you really give up, I guess, or really get into
1: that's one of the lines like when we talk about signal blender versus matrix yep. mixer you know signal blender still feels like a guitar pedal in a way you know mm-hmm. it's like it's it's an on off device whereas the matrice is is a mixer you know it is it is truly just like it's it's always on in a way and it's just like these yep. variable volumes right. to help you send stuff out so it is it's a different it's something that people might call a pedal you know they'd be like oh how many pedals are in my collection they'd count the matrice but it's not it's like, yeah. it, it, you know, begs the question, what is a guitar pedal? What is yeah, a pedal? I mean, pe- pedal,
2: yeah. pedal implies that you're going to be doing something with your feet. And it is one of the unique examples of a, a thing that is in pedal form that was sort of conceptualized as a kind of pedal, but that is not designed for your feet at all. And in some ways, that maybe is a good way of us getting into um, sort of where it comes from and, you know, a- and and what it is. Um, yeah. So, the, uh, it, it's designed by, um, Pladosk Elektrisk, which is a Norwe- Norwegian, uh, pedal maker as, and, as in the, and the designer, his name is Newt Olay and excuse Newt. me, Newt. If I, if I mispronounce your name, I apologize. Um, founded in 2014, um, Pladosk. So they've been around for a good chunk of the kind of, um, Pedal Renaissance or whatever you want, yeah, however yeah. you want to describe it. Um, primarily doing granular and um, time-based experimental pedals, um, and I think w- based on the Spin FD1 platform, like that's the chip that that he uses for most everything. Um, so some interesting crossover with with something with 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 something like Old Blood in terms of um, the unique kind of inner personality that the pedals yeah. have and the, and as well as the, like the platform. But um, we've talked about this before, Dan, but the Plodask pedals, pedals, um, they all kind of sound like them, like them. They sound like Plodask pedals. Like they have a particular, the way that he tunes that chip and works with it. His pedals have a kind of sonic signature for sure. Yeah, um, but then
1: not to fall into the trap that, you know, people are like, Oh, I can hear an FV one pedal okay. from miles away. If I plug into a Plodask pedal, I don't hear it as FE1. I hear it as, as them. As you know. And you, yeah. you loaned me the slap, and we won't go too far off, but I was playing with it last night, and it was like, yeah, it's got, there is something
0: magical, and it is not... See, and I've not right. played anything It's a well-tuned FE1.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Aside from the Matrix mixer. So I don't even know... What their signature sound is. You're gonna
2: when when you do, you'll. Uh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll love them. And I'm. This is a big plug for. I'll plug Plaidos. Yeah, yeah, a, a couple times absolutely. during this, because I I think he's uh, that really talented and really um unique and um definitely and it's, there's a reason that the pedals sell out quick and are expensive on the secondary market. Yep. Um, but so Newt. Uh, I actually wrote to him in advance of doing this podcast, I just reached out and just asked if there was anything that he thought was interesting about the matrice. Um, And he he sort of,
0: he was like, no, no,
2: not really. (laughs) It is what it is. He's like, what? (laughs) It's funny that that's not actually a million miles off from what he did say. Um, (laughs) But he, um, so he, so it's, it's currently it's in, it's, um, the one that we sort of, that we have, and that is sort of widely recognized as the V2. He made a, he made a V1 originally. And as far as I can tell, it's just maybe some of the, some of the circuit and then the phase, he changed something with the phase is maybe it's not, mm-hmm. it's not totally clear. There isn't a change log, but, um, I'm sure he would be able to tell, tell us, but. So it came out, he, designed, he said he, he remembered he designed it in like 2015 or 2016. He couldn't remember specifically. Um, but it, so it's been around for, for a while and it's definitely one of the first um, pedal versions of that kind of yeah. thing. Um, but what he said was uh, a couple things. One was that um, he, cause he does experimental sort of modular and um, synth uh, noise and electronic type music so he mm-hmm. does you know tabletop um music and so he was he made a passive uh mixer for himself for doing those performances and he was like well this has the passive mixer has problems you know it has yep. issues that are like tone su- tone loss um you lose frequencies to ground and um crosstalk between the different channels yep so he um he found some designs by this modular synth builder named Kenton Ken Stone, um, who produced a lot of schematics and sort of um, there, you know, this big sort of DIY sharing technology sharing. That's, that's a part of the synth community. And he found a, you know, and he designed an active version. So that's what is special about the matrice is that it's an active mixer. Yeah. So you don't have the tone loss or the crosstalk. And you also, um it has, an internal charge pump to 17 volts so you have the headroom um, yeah. for synths and stuff and I, I know
0: like as people have tried to find matrix mixers uh i like i have a friend multiple friends who like like oh there, you can get one on etsy for 80 bucks and it's true but it, it's the passive one right. and they have the exact issues that you mentioned which is like okay if you if you crank something up you you're Something is coming down somewhere else. And so, yeah. and because this is so interactive, you can just get it, it gets really weird and feels pretty unstable.
2: Yeah. And, um, and, and that one of the things, uh, one of the issues that, um, some of the other active sort of mix, parallel mixers have, and this is one of the reasons I keep coming, I always come back to the Matrice, um, so far of the different ones I've tried, is, um, it's the only one that can actually handle the headroom for all the different channels. So, like the climb bottle, for example, is a brilliant design. Um, has foot switches. Um, it's sort of more intuitive in terms of the the way that the different channel sends work. But it has headroom problems. Even at eight, it can run at eighteen volts, and even at eighteen volts, you end up with um, with issue with, with headroom issues and coloration and clipping. Hmm. Um, and the, the matrice doesn't do any of that. It doesn't really color the signal to like at no, all. It's so
0: solid. Like,
2: yeah. And it can handle whatever you, you, it's got the headroom for whatever volumes you need. Um, the only thing about it is that you hear some, it's like a little bit hissy, like you get some, some noise, but uh,
0: I don't know, Andy, have you found any issues with noise using it? No. I mean, it- I mean the the thing about using it is like I'm generally unless I'm using it in a more utilitarian sense. When I, I have two of them and one of them I'm using more in a utility way, but I, no, I don't. And like part of the w- weird thing about it is is everything is gain staging on a matrix mixer. Even like right. you 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 can't find zero unity on it because you basically. Set it yourself. Like you can't turn it off to be like, oh, what is my signal coming through this? Like I just set all my stuff to noon and there ends up being one knob that's like, oh, this is my clean through, at least the way I set it up. Same. And I'm just throw that at noon and I'm like, all right, that's my unity. Like, I don't know what it was coming into there. Um, but that's what it is now. And then I try to there are certain pedals that like I I we're getting into like why I like the matrix mixer, but like I like. Sending a hotter signal to my dark star, right? Same. Than to other things, yeah. um, the super ego responds better when it's being sent a really boosted signal. And the cool part is, like, I can have all those different gain stages set um, without it messing with my dry through. I mean, I can insert it into the path. Um, but yeah, all, all the compensate, all the ways to compensate, you can do it that I've I've found you know and so the separate return and send volumes you know you can do so much stuff with like yeah I'm sending into this channel but the return is down so I'm not hearing anything yet Uh, I'll let habit fill up with some shit for three minutes and then turn the volume up like what do we got I don't know let's see like that stuff is super fun so your question was about hiss it's like there's gonna because of what I'm doing yes it's like if I'm blasting the dark star and holding it and then sending it into something else like I don't I don't I don't I don't notice anything abnormal it's it not becomes, I mean, what, what, it becomes part ahead, Dan, of sorry. such a complex
1: setup that it's like yeah is is it the matrix mixer or is it the dark star or is it the super ego or is it you know it's like everything
0: I never this, have a moment things where, I'm like, things
1: where people are like this this pedal is noisy and it's like the world is noisy yeah, it's all yeah. about the signal to noise ratio and like powering cleanly and good cabling and yes and, and sometimes the pedal is noisy and that's you know
0: that's but I would, I would <laughs> say more than overall, not, it's just like
1: the system is noisy. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. And
0: overall, I would say in terms of the whole system, it cuts down on noise because ultimately everything that's in my matrix mixer is parallel. So my clean path through is much shorter than it would have been. Right. right. Like when my, when oh. my dry signals is just going through the matrix mixer, it's not like what, what I have in there now is dark star habit and then super ego plus gem loss together as my three parallel loops. Um, and when I when my clean is is up I'm not going through those four pedals they're not they're
2: not in the pe- I don't pe- have they're to, not in the signal path yeah. no
0: not at all and so that that's an inherent uh, boost to my tone I feel like. not an actual volume boost but just like that's preserving some clarity just by by that feature
2: yeah I mean I think um, when you're dealing with uh, larger pedal boards that have you know 18 19 pedals on them, um and you're using parallel mixers you're actually you might only have you know ten or less pedals depending on how much you have in in the mixer um and so you're you're not you don't have that same sort of loss so you have flexibility with it yep. and it's it's almost like a modular version
0: of loop switchers but that yeah. you can that you control by hand well and you can set up any scenario on a matrix mixer that you could with any. Looper pedal, like I can make it do anything. Signal blender or uh, tri parallel mixer or Klein bottle could do. You know, like it, it, it's like the full anyone who's like, oh, it's cool that I have these two pedals in my signal blender in parallel, but oh, now they can't interact. It's like right. Any well, any little thing you come up with like that, you could be like, well, you could do it on a matrix mixer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you could get yourself into trouble. Also, but that's part of yeah, the fun as
1: well. Nasty, a lot of nasty feedback loops as you're learning. It. Yeah, you
0: you can't do <laughs> yep. those on a on a signal blender or a, unless you do some interesting routing. But whatever.
2: I mean, there is a there there's some um, there's a dis- distinctive learning curve to the to to in particular to a, a matrix mixer like the Matrice that doesn't have any um that doesn't have any. Uh, So directions or or anything on the on the interface itself. It's very it's opaque. Like you wouldn't know just as we were saying, like when you see it for the first time, you have no idea what it is. If you're somebody (laughs) who's used to guitar pedals, you're like, what the hell is that? You just gloss
0: over it. It's like, oh, like you see a soundboard on like you don't you don't give a shit what that is. Oh, I've seen faders and knobs like that. But yeah, this doesn't look like anything
2: (laughs) it makes you think like it makes you have to develop some knowledge and thinking like a little bit like an engineer um in Mm -hmm. terms of uh, i mean a sound engineer in that you have to understand you have to learn more about the gain staging and you have to figure out what works and what doesn't and you have to figure out how the feedback loops work and where the danger knobs are so you don't blow up your
0: speakers before any of that you have to be like how do i want to use this right (laughs) it's (laughs) uh, you yeah uh, I'm it's, actually it's, curious. It's classic
1: God. example. As I was just gonna say it's it's a yeah. classic example of a thing that doesn't make noise on its own. You know, it's, yeah, it's a, right. it can only do what you bring to it. Yes, and it it creates this. Yeah, there is this interesting divide with Pladesk where it's like there's it feels like there's Matrice and then there's the other pedals and they yeah. they I, I I almost forget that those are the same company. You know, it's probably because I yeah. don't have a Matrice, so I'm not like regularly interacting with it, but. It's, uh, yeah. It's just it's just an interesting thing. It's interesting to come to those pedals and be like, well, what what sound do you want to bring to it? Because it's not going to do anything on its own. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's so that, I... that dives into a whole like tone and tone is in the fingers, but the fingers don't the sound. <laughs> but then tone is in the you know that, that's, actually. It's the, this whole thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah. And given that, Kai, I, I'm just kind of curious because I, I have my I have a way of thinking about it, and, and kind of like a little mental. Okay, it's like if I want to do this, I gotta blah blah blah. Okay, I'll do this. Like, do you do you have a mental uh, muscle memory kind of thing? W- the way you think about it, I like this is your object. Um, yeah, right. Like how, how what's how do you use it so that you sit down at a pedal board and you go, oh, this is actually cool and not just a series of pedals in line, you know? So a lot of it for
2: me was figuring out um,
0: figuring out pro-
2: processes that I. Um, would use that I kind of understood and um, knew how to build, um, song, you know, music with. So, like using a a couple of different, like using a main melodic looper or a, a, a lar- longer um, delay, a longer memory looper that has melodic material stored up in it, mm-hmm. and then sending that to either re- to be resampled or to go through time based uh, effects. That are in the mixer that then might involve sort of playing the different pedals or using basically having that music recorded and then using the mixer to almost like to do dub techniques like in yep. terms of um, sending t- sending to a fully wet delay for a second in order and then to, turn, yeah yeah and then turning it down and um, then having the
0: return up so you're hearing the effects of that the whole yeah.
2: yeah the whole the whole tail um, but in terms of actually. I think I'm not really totally answering your question. To get to <laughs> your question is um, in terms of the the way I had to, I had to come up with a system that took practice in my head of knowing where the different sends and returns are, where I had to learn positionally, like I had to sort of map yeah. it out in my head to figure out, okay, I need to turn up. If I want to send channel three to channel two, I need to turn up channel three on channel two and yeah. then the so like basically it was just mapping that out and almost seeing them
0: like a grid like a graph um, I mean that's the point that's why it's called a matrix mixer yeah. like you look at the row and column depending on what you want to do that that helps you choose which knob to mess with
2: and it is it is something that you definitely I definitely had to practice and now I've spent enough yeah.
0: time with the klein bottle
2: and the and the matrice that I feel pretty fluent with. Mm -hmm. how to how to use them so i kind of but it it honestly took a long time to get where i knew i knew i had my sort of um strategy for what pedals were in what loop and why and then figuring out how the like being able to get the feedback loops right when i wanted to use the feedback um musically um to learn how to not blow things up like that (laughs) um and uh and now I would say, you know, I probably spend a few minutes, I spend three to five, 10 minutes, something <coughs> playing stuff into, into, um, t- into looper memories. And then I end up using the Matrice as kind of the main sort of instrument interface to send to pedals and to, and to create yep. different routings. And it's one of the most fascinating things about it as a, so it's really interesting that um, in his email to me, Newt described it as like, it's his least creative pedal. Um, And and what he was talking about was just the design because he does such unique and unusual designs in his normal pedals. And this was something that he basically just did his own version of something that was already out there. Um, But the creative possibilities that this device opens up in terms of how you actually think about the way you interact with pedals and the way you interact with sound is totally different. And like endlessly creative in terms of um, the way it makes you play and the way it makes you sort of hear music and, and, you know, and play guitar. Like it totally changes, you know, it becomes a desktop interface where the pedal board is what you're playing and the guitar is a, is a, a triggering device,
0: you know? Yeah. 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 And it's like, Kai, you're probably similar to me. It like, you've already, you've already said it. It's like, it's important what you choose to put in there because like, I'm, I'm not going to put like a, a chorus in there or like just a distortion something that's not time-based in some way so like i said i've I've got time, uh dark star habit and, and super ego basically so dark star makes sense because i can uh, take my signal and completely smear it out and freeze that as well i can hold a pad there and that's rad habit i love because uh, you know, I was using blooper like this before Habit came out, but it basically is like a massive pre-delay that you can mm-hmm. apply some sort of effect to. And I can, you know, when when I approach my board now, like hopefully this, if anyone still is like a little like, well, what that I still don't get it. Um, it's like Habit is in a parallel loop on my board. And what that means is, is I can, I can set it up. So it, it's a series thing. I can go. Have it into Dark Star, into Super Ego, and then out. Like I could turn the knob so it does that. Um, I could also make it so um, when I play, uh, I, I'm only hearing the returns of uh, Clean and and the Super Ego. But maybe instead of my of the Super Ego listening to my Clean signal, it's actually listening to Habit. So I'm sending to Habit first, and then to Super Ego. So then what happens? I don't hear Habit on its own. I only hear what superego has done to it and so the result is it's like i'm playing and then because habit is insane like three minutes later that's going to get played back into superego go an octave down create a pad and then i'm just i'm like playing with someone else at that point like i don't know what i did three minutes ago i uh, but habit does <laughs> and it's in parallel and it, on the fly i can be like oh shit no i don't want to send it superego send it to, to dark star or actually, let uh, me hear it directly. Send it. I, I was just thinking it, about it to both.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. the, I was thinking about. Uh, I was imagining a listener that somehow is this deep in the podcast and is like, <laughs> I don't know what series or parallel is, because because it, it's a, it's even that concept is something
0: that we take for granted. Yeah, and it so it's not was,
2: something that a lot of people. I mean, Dan, Dan, you might have to explain it all right now. Well, because <laughs> I think thinking, people get
0: messed up because if you say parallel, they're like, "Well, are you doing stereo?" It's like, okay. "No." I'm not it's a, you can do them both mono,
1: yeah um, and and parallel is still like a word that the people are getting used to to a degree, you know that like that in and of itself is a breakthrough. Where it's like you know, Kai, you talked about the your original thing is like, yeah, it's just you know, a pedal the traditional pedal board routing is one pedal goes into the next, goes into the next, goes into the next, and you are one guitar player using a number of devices to shape your one sound so that right. it comes out on the other end in. One way,
2: the way that you but, want it, and it's your individual, like you attached your sort of individual identity
1: yep. to that, and the <laughs> yep. pedals that you use. Yeah, and then with parallel routing, you're you're breaking out multiple paths, and they can mix back into mono, or be split out into stereo, or trario or five one, or you know whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it does become more like an orchestra of players rather than just your your individual output but it's something that even with a simple parallel routing of like
0: um like xsv2 I think, I think is my could, favorite example yeah parallel, it's, it's a
1: distortion and a chorus and in parallel there is this like sort of clean complexity to it whereas in series it's just like aggressive 80s guitar solo sound and it i think it can be helpful to think of like well you know on your delay pedal there's a mix knob and you're blending between a clean signal and a delayed signal. Yeah. Think of that like a parallel loop. You've got a clean on one side and delay on the other side. You're blending two sounds together and it helps you create that separation in space. And so with something like a matrix mixer, you're just breaking out like all of these different paths for mixing and feedback. And it's a it is a different mode of thinking. And and like you say, it's like you you're playing with someone else at that point. And I know, Kai, that's something that like we, we have talked a lot, yeah, a lot that, about. That's
2: something that I um so part of my kind of part of my project in terms of the way that I'm thinking about pedals and writing about pedals is um, first sort of going from the, like starting with the kind of basic premise that a pedal is a tool that you use to shape sound. And that's how a lot of people think about them and they use them in that way. So I push that to, well, pedals are actually musical instruments themselves or part of a larger assemblage of musical instrument that includes, you know, you the guitar, the pedals, the amp, all of that. But so pedals as musical instruments, and that is, I mean, that's not a that's not a crazy original argument that I'm making. That's something that other people. It's something are a lot saying. of guitar
0: players still need to hear.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> not everybody. Like... Not everybody thinks about it that way. Yeah. Certainly, and but like <laughs> I'm going on things that like knobs, like you know Scott Harper has said, or other people that are thinking about them. Um, Sarah is another person. Yeah. Uh, who are talking about pedals as instruments. But what I started to sort of push even past that and think about them as legitimate collaborators, as entities in their own right with personalities that have been shaped by the, by the, by the designers, by the makers, obviously they have very curated kind of identities and that's part of what's so sort of special about them. And we talk about them like people. Um, But that things like the habit in particular, or in some ways, I would say the, the matrice too, that um, enable you to have a, a dialogue with yeah. the pedal um, and that that is sort of based on you're sort of still in control to a certain extent, but you're really responding to what the pedal is playing back to you and you're listening in a different sort of way, like you were listening to an improvising musician. And that is a remarkable, I think as we push toward the age of of generative AI and sort of more equal relationships between human beings and, you know, and computers, pedals are one of the really interesting ways in the guitar world that's like not like that at all. Yeah. That is making people sort of think and hear in a different sort of way. So I like thinking about them as collaborators um, because they're then it sort of takes the onus off of you in some ways to be the sort of creative individual center, like omnipotent creator thing that is kind of a problematic idea anyway. And
0: and it could take away the guilt you might feel of like, man, I'm just sitting here listening, you know? I'm not doing anything. Like, I've felt that a lot where it's like... And part of the Twitch streams for me was just like, oh, people will actually watch me sit here and listen to what I made? Because that's all I want to do, you know, is... Like, the, the thing you were talking about, about, like, like I've got a ditto looper first thing on my board. And, like, I think people see that and they're like, that's crazy. You put loopers <laughs> at the end of your boards, right? and It's like, no, I want to replace myself. Like, I just want a buffer of my playing. And then I can do the thing I actually want to do, which is, like, turn some knobs, you know? <laughs> That yeah, kind of loop, looper at the end of the board is like
1: I love my playing so much that I just want to keep playing like keep jamming with myself. Yeah, I love like, let, let me out of here. Yeah. Get me out yeah, of here. Yeah, let me let me find
2: a new Well, I mean, and it, what it does is it gets you interacting with I mean, and I think about guitars like this too, as in terms of collaborators or something that you have a relation... I mean, more than an object, I guess. That's the you thing know. you're
0: physically touching the most. Yeah, you probably. have
2: it, it. Yeah, you develop like you get to know them. I almost think about them like do- like dogs, or like a working relationship that you'd have with an animal yep. or something. But um, this tra- this sort of shift with pedals, with time-based pedals specifically, where um, they are recording what you're playing into them and then changing it dramatically and oftentimes through chance. So like, you know, Andy, you were the the first person I saw to do this, but I do it now as well, like where you like I'll record a bunch of stuff into the habit as a starting place and then modulate the volume randomly with an expression device so that it only lets some of the audio through so that you Mm -hmm. have loops going, but they're they're semi-generative and they don't ever repeat um, so that you really are seeding that control that you have over the music to the, to the objects or to, you know, to, to the pedals. And that to me is fascinating. And it's something that is new, you know, it's, it's, I trace it back to, you know, to early experiments with like sound on sound looping and stuff, but it's really a 21st century, like digital DSP based, um, yeah, sort of sea change, you know, and it's really fascinating.
0: Well, one of the things I was just thinking about too, like, um, Like, so my ambient board board versus like my non-ambient board. One of the main differences in them is that on the ambient board, every pedal stays on all the time. Never turn anything off. Um, Never press the bypass switch on anything. And that's because I'm using the mix knob on everything. Um, And it means in in the matrice, because of the way I set it up and the dry is its own channel, I'm taking up one of the four channels by like, this is just my dry signal. That means on every other thing in there, I can kill the dry. So on habit, I have the kill dry switch on dark stars mixes all the way up. The dry, dry output on Subrigo plus is all the way down. Um, and they're just on all the time. And so like my equivalent of like bypass it is a knob move on, on the matrice. It's turning it up is, is equivalent to ah, I'm turning this pedal on, but it's, everything is on all the time. Even like my stereo stuff after, if I don't want to hear it, I turn the mix down. Um, which, I, I, you know, the matrice kind of started to enable that that sort of thing where it's like, I'm not interacting with the pedals as in like, ah, you are now active and you are now not. It's just like, I'm sending to you now or I'm not. Or I'm hearing your return or not. And that's, that, uh, my brain, once you learn the routing and stuff. My brain likes that a lot better. Like I don't want to hear the pop of switching something. Um, I don't. That's just a, a, a binary zero one. You know, with a mix, I, I can go anywhere in between. You, you
2: can fade. You're fading. I mean, you're yeah. essentially doing manual fader moves. Yeah, which is why I think about it like you know. In some ways, it's like engineering techniques. or, yes. mi- you know, mixing techniques. And, and
0: the other thing is like this is this is ambient music too. Like I'm not. You, you like part of it is. I don't know. I accidentally pushed the space <laughs> bar and enjoyed that. <laughs> um, God, that distracted just like, me. It was like your that was your, your
1: inner monologue. It was like, honestly, I don't know. It's like that's what honestly, I was just sitting here know. thinking. <laughs> Damn.
2: Uh, For anyone who's confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> I that seriously
0: sent me i don't know what the hell i'm talking about i was i was thinking about i I've,
1: i think i've gotten stuck now on the idea of like pedal board as orchestra or whatever but i feel like you're i'm suddenly i'm envisioning you as like a conductor like the you know as you're, as you're moving feels. knobs and stuff yeah. that yeah. yeah it feels it's less it's like the players are all there and you're kind of guiding their like their timing and and, and volumes and 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 cohesion but nobody's you know it's not like somebody like is in that first chair and then and then not not in existence like you know with a bypass switch or whatever it's just like everyone's kind of working together all the time
2: it's a great way yeah. of describing it in some ways too because i mean traditionally the can i say this as somebody who you know played with a, a shitload of conductors and who has a sort of inherent dislike of conductors because of that <laughs>
3: yeah. um
2: but one of the things that's interesting about about um uh using that analogy is that the conductor, although they are might like to think that they're the person who's sort of steering everything and like it comes, you know, it all comes through me, and I'm the I'm the great interpreter or something. It's <laughs> like yeah. genius myth. Um the players, the the pedals uh are equally, if not more, important because they're doing almost all of the heavy lifting in terms of creating the sounds that are happening, and that in that way you're sort of in dialogue with as a player, you're in dialogue with you know. The circuits, yeah. and also with the designers. I mean, with the with the um, the people who actually sort of conceptualized and built the these these things. Which yeah. is why I think about them like instruments. You know that they really well, and, are.
0: And for me, like th- this is a huge privilege for me. Obviously, but everything you just said is true. With the addition of like these are my friends. Even like I every pedal on my board, with the ex- excluding, I guess the Matrice and Super Ego Plus is like. I have talked to someone there. Someone there is like my friend. <laughs> like, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in conversation with uh, a circuit and the person who designed that is like, what are my good friends? Like that just, I know that's kind of aside from this, but like, We're I really one of like talking to them right that. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that, yeah. I just like that. Ah, uh, I, I really, and the moments when you're sitting back and being like, yeah, I played a few notes into this and then just set up a system and it's like. Oh, Joel is talking to me. Knobs just said something. You know, (laughs) you know that's that's. It sounds corny, but I just think that's really cool. (laughs) I mean, it's it's like it's a good thing to hear as the
1: designer of a pedal because it. Yeah, I think when you're when you're kind of down on the practice of like you know. Sometimes when I'm having a really stressful day, I'm like, what am I so stressed out about? Guitar pedals? What does this even matter? It <laughs> yeah. like spirals the wrong way where, you know, I try to be like, it's okay. It's just guitar pedals. And then it shifts into like,
0: like so uh, why nothing do matter? Even... <laughs> yeah. But you it stops shaving and showering. So <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> just, yeah, Just water flooding down my face, staring wide-eyed like, nothing what? matters. Why would we phase repeat? Um, yeah but it (laughs) so yeah it's nice it's that nice sense of like oh the the creative act doesn't end once the pedal is released it continues through the players that continue to interact with the pedal i think that's um yeah something that that is really special and and yeah maybe a little corny but like it's something that i i would love to hear more often and i hope other designers get to hear it more often too it's like oh yeah, yeah you're not you haven't just sort of made a device that cells and people play guitar through it and you sometimes it's it's easy to think about the inspiration as like oh people like pedals and pedals help them play more and so we help we help people create music by like continuing to excite and inspire them to be like let me try this new thing but you forget that the you as a designer are like actively involved in the songs they're creating yeah. as well
0: yeah and especially what like what we're talking about you know the type of effects I'm putting in here, like all these different time-based effects. You know we're recording this on the day Lossy comes out. From <laughs> it's like that was a plugin first, and now it's hardware. And yeah, I maybe I can try to tie a few thoughts together, but like I I keep talking about that horse Rig Rundown video. One one of the takeaways from it, Christian was like, he's like people will be like, do you do you actually need all that? And he's like, I don't need any of this. Like none of us need any of this. I don't. I, I don't need to do it on this on this pedal board. And like bef- Kai, before we started recording, we were talking a little bit how I, I like to see this as a Daw. Right. And it's like I see that as a Daw because I don't want to work in my Daw. I don't want to click around on the damn computer. And that's not a. That's that's just a want, not a necessity. You know, the people who come on my YouTube and they're like, "Why don't you just play keyboard instead of you?" I'm like, "Because I play guitar." Like, none of this is necessity based. Like, just get over that. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's I my think, little soapbox.
2: Well, I think that's that's definitely um, one of the most fascinating things about pedals as um, a as a particular format um, is like well, like you said, I mean, and you're the first person that I that I'd heard talk about it. Like thinking about the pedal board as a daw, where especially when you have mixers on your board, you've got <laughs> um, you have channels that all have that have different essentially plugins and like now that the lossy is out, then it's like legitimately
0: plug-in yeah, made into or a even pedal. The gen loss before it's like a, like any a stereo them, saturator yeah. and EQ at the end of my yeah. chain. Like how is this how am I not gonna see this as a as a DAW thing, you know?
2: And sort of so one of the interesting things that I write about is um so people Like, since Brian Eno, he was the first person I think that talked about this, um, was to thinking about the recording studio as an instrument. And then, like, since then, there have been people who've written books about the DAW as an instrument and sort of that sort of workflow as a kind of instrumental process. Well, in this weird little corner of like electric guitar culture, pedal niche within a niche thing. Yeah. Um, you've got people uh, doing the ambient stuff that are using the pedal, using the instrument. If you think about the pedal board as an instrument, using that as the DAW. So yeah. like that you're recording a stereo bus straight to the DAW and then you could potentially just master it. And that would be the, the piece of music you and create. That's, and that's literally
0: my goal. Like, like we, and we, it's
2: hard, it's hard to do. Yeah.
0: And we, we were talking earlier about like, you know, I, I, Ambient music as much, as much as you know. Part of it is there's not a lot going on, or, or it's qu- it's quiet or slow moving or whatever. It's like that's not what my brain is doing. Like when, when I'm making it, I'm fully in the thing. I'm, I'm not distracted. I'm not looking at my goddamn phone or whatever. Like this process completely envelops my brain, where I'm like, okay, I'm simultaneously listening to the output. I'm listening to my playing, I'm mentally keeping track of all the moves I've made. I'm I'm trying to I hear a sound, I'm like, I think I know what made that sound. And I think if I do this, it'll do this to it. And like, maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'm not. Like that kind of stuff. That's so great. <laughs> I don't know. It's a totally different kind of workflow. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't wanna I love turning my chair over and i'm not looking at a damn screen i'm not clicking around i'm not scrolling through all the plugins i'm just like these are things that i've learned i know how to use these and like my friends made them and i like them like i want to be over here than on the computer like there's twitter on the computer there's no twitter pedal like come on the amount of I'm people realizing... sorry go ahead dan well i was just gonna say i
1: um just recently have joined the the neural DSP like quad cortex club yeah so that's been the thing I'm exploring lately and I think that's a big part of it is like sometimes I'm like okay so it's basically just a computer in a box and I'm like picking like a vibrato and a delay and like these things that I could queue up in a DAW and like it it feels like it helps my workflow because it sits on my desk and helps me like even if i'm just working on a prototype or something like that i can process it through that but then it's like it's right in front of my computer which also has like the Mixway benson plug-in and various effects and like it could be done in either way but i think something about like the computer in the box that is the quad cortex is like yeah but this device only does that like you say it doesn't yeah. have. T- twitter on it you know? and and <laughs> yeah. so no one even, no one take that idea as a good one either yeah, Do no, not that's, we don't we don't need that well, that's what yeah. we don't need it. yeah. yeah it's like yes it has wi-fi but only to like download <laughs> captures of your amp if, if, yeah. if you're on somebody yeah, yeah, else's yeah. you know yeah yeah it's, it's interesting it's, to to parse out the ways that we interact differently with things that seem the same You know, or have the same functionality. Well, and and
0: the idea of committing too is just like everything before I hit like my, you know, thunderbolt bus. I guess on my on my (laughs) iMac is like that's what it is. Once it's in there, like I, the older I get, the more I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to just record like my dry guitar signal and then go reamp it later or something like. I don't want to do that. (laughs) Like I want to sit here and craft the best sounding thing I can possibly make. And then, if anything, just do a few EQ moves in, in the computer, and then call it good. Yeah, you know, hit or a limiter. the limiter.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, it's it's really interesting when you start to look at um, when you sort of pull the camera back and look at sort of the history of the electric guitar and the current sort of context or cultural and technological context of the guitar, where everything is becoming increasingly digital. Where even though, of course, there's always good, you know, there's there's always going to be two amps, and there's always going to be
0: um, but it's like a- good now is yeah, the difference <laughs> it's, it's good now and it's and yeah.
2: everybody is agreeing that like that things happening digitally are are the way the direction that it's going it's just too good to not do that yeah but pedals are one of the fascinating ways and and probably more so than anything any of the other technologies pedals have retained their analog form factor the thing about them of of even when they have menus and stuff but of of touching and sort of um turning knobs and shaping things that way but the same digital sort of developments the technological the, the technological boundaries are getting put back into those boxes yeah. so you have the sort of thing that's always going to be analog about guitar playing and the sort of pushing beyond the boundaries um tech uh, of sound and technology happening at the same time. And that's not happening anywhere else, I don't think, uh, with the technologies. It's fascinating. And I think that yeah. might be why we, why everybody listening to this podcast l- loves them so much, you know, that, that you have that connection somehow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you have connection, you have a limitation, and, and there's multiple human factors in it. Like, a human made it, a human put it together, I'm a human playing it, like, you know you talked about the AI stuff a little bit earlier. Like, I, I don't really know what that's going to be in the future. It mostly seems like dumb stuff that dummies are doing with it, but eventually it'll be something. And like, I I don't know, but I, I think you're right. This is, this is like the core of it is like a human being sitting down and interacting with something, another human being made.
1: Yeah. The, the tangible thing that we, that we always talk about that. Yeah.
0: yeah. I,
2: I, I'll just go out. I'll just say this. Um, and put it out there to I'm sure maybe people are already thinking about it, but if any of the of the sort of brilliant pedal designers that are in the room or also listening <laughs> anywhere, um anywhere yeah. when somebody makes the so um uh natural language processing um and uh neural networks and some of the complicated AI machine learning stuff that's happening now, I'm waiting for the pedal that has uses a natural language processing algorithm that listens to what you play as you're playing into it and then responds as an improvising Oof. musician based on the la- on the language that you fed into it musically and is actually a real collaborator. Because machines can already play instruments. I mean, robots can play instruments. That That's already happened. They can already generate new music. They're already collaborators, but I'm just waiting for the pedal yeah. that does that. It's going to be incredible whenever that actually, you know, if that happens. See, I'm, I'm picturing thinking them... of
1: like the Loop Station type or like Jam Man or I can't remember what like the ones that like the Beat Buddy, I think is what I'm thinking of, the, where it's just yeah. like, oh yeah, this one will play drums with you. But it's like the the actual evolution of that concept where it See, actually thing... plays with you instead of yeah. At you. Yeah, and responds, <laughs> listens
2: to you and responds, but not with what you played back, what, what you played into it. It's yeah. like it's
0: like the Universal Audio how they they've released all these like amp pedals. It's like, oh, this is uh here's the Universal Audio uh blues buddy, the Texas Flood, for you to play your blues riffs with. And then there's like the the shred man or something. It's like a Van Halen pedal. But it's like actually, no, he's gonna play with you, bro. It's gonna be sick. <laughs> and they're all like uh twenty-nine dollars six months after they release <laughs> <laughs> uh. So anyone could take that idea. That's a really good. Yeah. Cool <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. On that note, that
1: uh, chilling slash exciting vision of the future. Uh, I feel like we should <laughs> bring it to a close. I feel like, yeah. as always, I feel like we could do this for hours. This, so this like, one, right, I we'll, could go.
0: We could go into yeah, a whole same. tangent just about like. God, I, I could talk forever about just like what does it mean to not use them on the floor? Like, what's the future of that? Like.
2: Oh well, we can talk There's about a whole that. Thing there. We can talk about that, Andy, and then it'll be in my in my book. You I know, yeah, I'm I'm writing about that.
0: I'm. <laughs> we should talk for a long
2: time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's all. I really appreciate you having me on. This has been, uh, I mean, it's just a, a massive treat for me. Um, just well, you it's...
0: know, I've got another treat for you actually because we have a plugs theme
2: now that you've not heard.
0: So, oh, that's right. So we we're gonna ask no. you to, to plug your stuff. Yeah.
1: You know, just point point people toward you know where where you want to point. Do them not toward, say it yet. No, 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 no. Because something's gonna happen.
0: Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I, I real quick. I want to. Oh fuck! Click the wrong button. <laughs> I want to make sure. Um, do you
3: understand? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I think you do. <laughs> Let's do that. Next.
0: Those links, fam. All right, hit me with those links, fam. <laughs> All right, thank you.
2: Uh, so <laughs> I'm on. Um, so I'm on Instagram, Kai Carson West with the pedalboard ambient stuff. Um, feel free to check me out there. I have some some few uh, things that I've released on Bandcamp under Kai West, um, but primarily I'm you know an academic. I'm at the University of Michigan. If you're um, a pedal uh, maker, a pedal designer, or you know, pedal player, or whatever um, guitarist in general. I'm always interested in um, talking, and I'm lo- and I'm always interested in doing interviews. So if you want to get in touch and think you know that this conversation was interesting, and want to sort of talk more about the pedal world or guitar world. Um, Pi West at uh, umich.edu is my email. Just reach out to me or DM on Instagram, and uh, I'd love to have a conversation with you. So, thank you both Sick. for having me.
1: Yeah. Great. Thanks for being on. Yeah. It's nice to capture some of this stuff in podcast form.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. It's exciting. Okay. Uh, well, well, we
1: should, cool. plug, uh, should plug Old Blood as well. Um, plug know, it. Go, yeah. Go, go buy Old Blood things. I'm trying to think. I guess you will have Phase heard an ad at the top of this episode for the most recent thing. Um, I didn't write down the the date, so we we may have either just had a very exciting tease or will have a very exciting tease, uh, depending mm. on where, where in December uh, we are. Um, yeah, oldbloodnoise.com, uh, old blood oldbloodnoise on you know Instagram and just social media in general. Um, Go go buy pedals, and uh, that uh, helps support this podcast because it helps support this whole sy- him, system just that is it. blood bloodless. Nice.
2: You won't regret it. I also can I shout out um, Pledosk Electric as well. Um, yeah. yeah, incredible pedal to. maker. Um, sign up for the email list. They do when they do drops. They do tend to sell out pretty quickly, but if you sign up for for news emails, you'll you'll know when and. Um, there's a stereo matrice coming at some point in 2024. He already did one batch of he those. He did right? one batch yeah. that sold out immediately, like in, in yeah. five, five seconds. That that I missed on, but uh, he's doing another one. So if you if you want to get even gnarlier, uh, then <laughs> I
0: the forgot. Mono one. I forgot to bring this up. If you if you scroll back on his Instagram, like really really far, you will find, I believe, a 20 by 20 matrice. I remember and I, that, and I commented on that. I'm like, hey, bro. I'd love to have one of these and he, he, he responded and he was like I hated making this I'll never make this again so <laughs> something like that so pr- probably that's not coming in the future
2: yeah so Newt thank you for for, for the uh, fascinating and amazing yeah. pedals you do including the one you felt was your least inspired one it's been very, it's inspiring, been very for, inspiring for us so thank you yeah <laughs> alright
1: Awesome. I'm gonna do Great. the outro now ready? let's do it let's hit it here we go I- Object Worship is a production of Old Blood Noise Endeavors. All opinions expressed by the hosts and guests do not necessarily reflect the views of the company. It's edited and mixed by Andy Othling. To so get in touch, join us on the Old Blood Discord or send a message to our various online entities. We're around.
3: Call, call the hardline, fam. Hit the
1: hard line okay. Yes, family, please do call the Hogline.
0: Please, family. Please call us. <laughs> We're lonely. <laughs>
2: Okay, bye.